Hello, everybody. You are listening to 20 and 20, a new podcast from the New Experimental Hours Podcast Network. My name is Pat, and I'm your host. I am recording from Chicago. It's Thursday, October 15th, 8.59 a.m. I just dropped my kids off at school and decided, you know what? I'm going to record that podcast I've been thinking about so much this past week. What is 20 and 20? Pretty simple. It is a rapid-fire review show in which I review 20 different things in 20 minutes. I spend about one minute on each item. We're going to focus on music, movies, books, fashion, and just general subjects. You'll get the gist. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start a stopwatch on my phone. I'm going to click start, and then I'm just going to jump in. You ready? Okay, start. The first thing I'm reviewing is Matt Pond PA's Several Arrows Later. Matt Pond PA is one of my favorite musicians. He put out this album in 2005 on Altitude Rex. Uh, it sounds sort of like Pete Yorn meets Death Cab meets The Shins uh, with a little post-rock influence. It's very gentle, very autumnal. It sounds incredible around this time of year. I celebrate the entire catalog and I will probably talk about his other records on future episodes. My favorite songs on Several Arrows Later are Halloween, So Much Trouble, and Trees and the Wild. When I got the compact disc in 2005, I distinctly remember listening to it on Halloween. I was uninvited from a party because it was at a frat house and they didn't want any more guys there. And listening to Several Arrows Later made me feel a little bit better that cold 2005 Halloween night. My next thing is riding around the city on a bike. Perfect weather for bike riding in Chicago right now. It's like mid-50s, all the way up to like 65, even almost 70 during the afternoon. I like to ride my son to his school. It's about a three-mile ride, and it is just glorious. You got the leaves changing colors, falling, the crisp weather. You don't get too hot. And the uh, if it's not too windy, it's just a pleasant ride. You got to watch out for some of the slippery leaves on the pavement. Just avoid them. Of course, the bike lanes in Chicago are hit or miss. But my particular route down Polina to uh, Taylor is just exceptional. And I just recommend getting a helmet, making sure you're plenty visible, and then just enjoy the ride. You can't go any wrong with a uh, bike ride in the middle of the fall around your city. Number three, we have Nicholson Baker's new book, Baseless. This one came out this year on Penguin. And Nicholson Baker, for those who don't know, is one of my very favorite authors. In fact, I'd probably call him my favorite author if you put a gun to my head. He is outstanding. He's most known for his fiction writing, which is exceptional. It's almost like Seinfeld meets David Foster Wallace. Very uh, astute and minute details about everyday life. Baseless, however, is totally different. It is about germological, biological warfare that the United States engaged in in the 50s and 60s, and even what started in the 40s in post-war efforts to build up their um, military. It's a horrifying book. If you are naturally disposed to hating the uh, (laughs) United States or our military, it'll feel right at home. There's a lot of truth in it. It's very eye-opening. And uh, it's also quite funny at times and very cerebral. I do love it. I'm going to also plug Naked and Famous Denim. 
Uh, Naked and Famous is a jeans denim company out of Canada. They make exceptional denim. I have a pair on right now called their Seaweed Selvage. And uh, it's just some of the softest jeans, but also very, very dark. Uh, of course, they're made of selvage denim as opposed to um, more like mass-produced denim. The uh, patch is made out of eel skin. And the Easy Guy Fit is just awesome. It's a little loose through the thigh. It tapers at the ankle. And in my opinion, it is a slight improvement on the 511 by Levi's, which was my preferred um, fit for like a decade. I've bought probably 50 pairs of Levi's jeans. I probably will not go back. I'm going to be in the uh, American-made, Canadian-made, and Japanese uh, denim world for a while. Naked and Famous has quickly become one of my favorite brands from that niche world of style. Number five, we have Tim Heidecker's new song, Nothing. Tim Heidecker put out a great new record called Fear of Death about a month ago. It is um, really, really good if you like sort of um, that 70s singer-songwriter vibe. So I'm talking Warren Zevon, Randy Newman, even a guy like Billy Joel or um, Elton John. He is joined by Wiseblood, Natalie, and they are a great pairing. Their voices work really well together. The lyrics are just awesome. Uh, it's all about how there's nothing, <laughs> this, this life is just basically a big black hole. There's nothing coming. There's nothing um, of meaning to find here. It's just like sort of a nihilistic take on uh, existence. Uh, and of course, the music is just lush and beautiful. And Tim Heidecker is a comedian, but here he tries on his Randy Newman hat and totally succeeds. I want to plug the fair tax. If you're a Illinois voter, you have the decision to make. Do you want to vote yes or no on this amendment for the fair tax? And uh, it's hard for me to gauge whether it'll pass or not, but I just want to give my wholehearted endorsement of this particular bill. The fair tax would tax... Uh, wealthy Illinoisans at a higher rate than it would uh, people with less money. I personally will probably see less taxes, and that's nice, although I don't mind paying taxes. I think the main takeaway is that we have to uh, penalize the rich, obviously. <laughs> I have increasingly seen that being rich, being wealthy, accumulating and hoarding wealth is completely immoral. I want to redistribute it. Um, I think most of my listeners can wholeheartedly get on board that. So vote yes on the fair tax in Illinois. Completely different subject. Apple's dongles, those little attachments that you need to connect your phone to your headphone jack to your computer. Terrible. I don't know why they did it. They have something called like a Thunderbird or Thunderbolt jack on my MacBook Pro. What the hell's the point of it? I don't. I don't get it. I haven't. USB is still the dominant. Um, I don't know. Connection in this day and age. So I'm always losing these dongles. Like they they disappear. They go in a drawer. I can't find them when I need them. And then I end up buying a new one at the Verizon store. Cost me 19 bucks. So I don't hate it. But also then I find the dongle like two days later, and I've got like four of them. Get out of here, Apple. Stop making me buy dongles. And also. Let's call them something else. Dongle, get out of here. Terrible name, terrible product, no more dongles. Um, 20 and 20, we have weighed in on dongles. I want to give my 
uh, strongest recommendation for a Thai dish called khao soy. It is sort of a hybrid dish. You are getting noodles, rice noodles. You are also getting um, like a soup, like a coconut curry soup. So I could easily call it a noodle dish or soup dish. And I get it with tofu. This is a meat-free podcast. I think everyone um, can get behind that as well. My favorite Thai restaurant in Chicago is a place called Opart Thai on Chicago Avenue. Absolutely terrific. Their khao soy is um, second to none. I also had a place called Lotus Thai in Seattle when I was living there that introduced me to the dish. And it is just perfect for this time of year. It opens you up. It's, it's like a sinus clearer. It can be spicy. It's, um, it's very hot and it's very rich and warm, but it fills you up. It's the perfect um, soup for the fall. Rugby shirts. We all want them. We all want, uh, we all got them. And they're great. My wife's played rugby in college. She played on the mall in Washington, D.C. And I stole her rugby shirt when I found it in her possessions. It's by the rugby shirt manufacturer called Barbarian. If you type in Barbarian on eBay rugby shirts, you're going to find a whole slew of these. And they are so comfortable, especially once they've been washed a bunch. Very durable, of course, because you're going to have to play rugby in them. And they just look cool with the two-stripe pattern. You can get them in a whole bunch of varieties. I personally love Rowing Blazers' take on the rugby shirt. Go to rowingblazers.com. You can check out the rugby shirts they make. I have a pink one that I just love wearing. It's just the perfect weight, and it just fits just great. Also got to give a shout-out to Vintage Gap and Vintage J. Crew. You can go on Grailed or eBay, and you can find some of their rugby shirts. Perfect fall garment. My favorite album of the year is probably Folklore by Taylor Swift. I just think it's so pretty, so well thought out. The lyrics are really interesting. The vocals are great, uh, perfect for the project. A lot of the stuff I love about The National is brought to this project because um, one of the brothers in The National had a major role in crafting the sound of it. The best song on Folklore, in my opinion, is Illicit Affairs. It's a beautiful examination of what it means to be in an affair with someone, to be... uh, to practice infidelity, and it's told from a haunting, uh, very real perspective. I'm not sure Taylor Swift has been in that role herself. I don't care to speculate too much, but uh, judging from the honesty in the vocal, I can I can hear that it might be the case. I do love it. I've listened to it a million times. I recently put it on a playlist that I'm going to be releasing, and I hope you enjoy it too. We're halfway through. It's the 10-minute mark, and I want to give a shout-out to Donald Trump getting covid What a beautiful weekend that was. I woke up, heard the news at about 5 a.m. on NPR, and it jolted me awake like you would not believe. I usually snooze a while. And this got me going. I was so excited. (laughs) I woke up my wife, Kathy. I was like, Kathy, Trump has COVID. She didn't believe me. She thought I was just talking about his advisor. I was like, no, 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 listen. And that whole weekend was spent in a sort of bliss, just you know, hoping that it would take a turn for the worse. It didn't in the end. Um, Why do I hope it takes a turn for the worse? I mean, obviously, the man has mishandled uh, COVID in such a drastic way that I think it has contributed to American lives being lost. He's turned it into a culture war. It's inappropriate. It's evil. The man needs to go. So in addition to voting yes on the fair tax, you're going to vote for Joe Biden in the presidential race. Moving on, Crocs. 
Crocs are footwear. They're made out of some spongy foam. You all know what Crocs are. And lately, Crocs have been rebranded as a fashion item of sorts, and I just think that's ridiculous. For starters, everyone knows that Crocs are some of the dumbest, ugliest shoes on earth. That doesn't mean I don't like them. I think there's a place for Crocs, but I do not think it's on the runway. I don't think it's even in the city. I think you can get away with wearing Crocs uh, when you take out the trash, when you go to your mailbox, but more importantly, when you're at the beach, they're great for snorkeling. It used to be that you'd have to go to a specialty swim store to get Crocs, and they'd have like one pair, and if they were your size, you're lucky. Now there's a Croc store on State Street in Chicago. It's just ballooned into something that is a little bloated, a little whack, and a little corny. So by all means, wear them when you're in the water, wear them to the pool, but let's not wear them out on the streets, okay? Total 180, we have a strong recommendation for John Williams' novel, Stoner. Stoner made big waves about 10 years ago when it was reissued, and people said this is the long-lost great American novel. Couldn't agree more. It's one of the tightest novels I've ever read, immaculate in its prose, written so perfectly and plotted so methodically and well, and it's a surprising way where you, you don't know what's coming next, but when you end up there, you say it couldn't have happened any other way. It ends beautifully. It starts beautifully. The middle is beautiful. It's one of the bleakest novels I've ever read, I must say. If you don't want to feel terrible for a week when you're reading it, uh, just don't read it. But if you do and you don't mind, it is one of the most exceptional books uh, in the genre of like post-war, mid-century American realism. North Carolina. Let's talk about North Carolina. I recently went on a trip to North Carolina with my family. We drove there. We uh, drove as quick as we could. We did not stop a lot. We did not see a lot of masks. It was scary. And when we got to North Carolina, I was very pleased to find that the beach town that we had selected, Holden Beach, was basically vacated. There was no one there except for some locals. Uh, obviously, the vacation season's over, and with COVID, nobody wants to go out, especially to uh, like a beach town, which meant that we had the beach to ourselves, which was beautiful. I had such a good time uh, reconnecting with my sister. I got to meet her baby, JC. And, oh, we had so much fun. I will say that almost every house had a Trump flag on the outside. So there is this uh, horror of knowing that all of your neighbors and all the surrounding people are uh, completely whack losers who uh, enjoy uh, the worst politician ever. But uh, it is a nice place to be. Molly of Denali is one of my favorite kids shows out right now. It's on PBS and CBC if you're living in Canada. It's the first show with uh, an Alaskan Native protagonist. And that's Molly. She um, and her family run a general store uh, up in Alaska. And seeing as I lived in Alaska, in Juneau, for three years about, this show really hits close to home. Which isn't to say that you won't connect with it if you've never been to that area, if you haven't lived there. I think it's a universally um, interesting show. Uh, but it especially, especially tickled me to see some of the the stuff that that show is about. It's excellent. It's a very gentle show, not unlike Caillou, my other favorite children's show, not unlike Sesame Street. There's an educational component, but it's also wildly entertaining. My kids sort of like it, I will say that. But me and Kathy like it a lot. Pot Valiant was a 
alternative band that arose from the Gilman Street scene in the early 90s. They put out a record called Trans Audio that disappeared pretty promptly after it was released. It was reissued by Numero Group, one of the uh, best reissue labels out there. And this Pot Valiant record is so up my alley. It's got... Um, it's just got great songwriting. The sonics are really good. It finds an intersection between shoegaze, alternative, grunge music, and even that emo scene that was starting to bubble up in Gilman. My friend Diego remarked that it's uh, quite likely that the band I Hate Myself was influenced by Pot Valiant. I can see it. If you're going to listen to a track, I recommend the song Taper. It's the second track on the record. It's a... Um, a really fast shoegazy alt song, not unlike Breather by Chapter House. And you should already know Breather by Chapter House. Me and my wife, Kathy, recently started um, unlimited data on our cell phones. It's a, that was a great choice. I hate giving Verizon more of my money. I think uh, it's, it's an awful company. I do not like going in the store. I don't like interacting with their website. But ultimately... You got to pick someone to provide your cell phone service, and that's who we chose. And uh, unlimited data is the way to go. We used to have, I think it was like three gigs of data, and it was not enough. And every month we were worried about going over. We were getting hit with ten dollar uh, penalties over and over again. And um, and for our road trip down to South Car or North Carolina, we were just free to listen to whatever we wanted. No worries about data. Didn't even connect my phone to the Wi-Fi at the beach house. Just let it continue to uh, roam, and uh, just gave me some peace of mind that I wouldn't be getting dinged for you know fine after fine. That's that's okay. That's such a whack. Number seventeen. Let's go to number eighteen. The White Sox. I want to give a shout out to the White Sox. They had an interesting season. It wasn't a a great season by any means. It was a rebuilding season. I think there's bigger things in store for them. They lost in the playoffs in three games to. The Oakland Athletics, they won the first game. I think they should have won the second game, and I think they should have won the third game. They came out strong, but they weren't able to finish it, and that's the problem with the pitching. They don't have enough starters. That's something they need to work on, and they also need to room the starters they do have, get them ready for the long season. Hopefully COVID goes away at some point. We can start baseball fresh again in the spring. But the White Sox also got rid of manager... Rick Ranaria, they got rid of the pitching coach, Cooper, and I think it was a good move. Got to shake things up, especially uh, on the bench. So good job, White Sox. Do better next year. One of the wackest things ever is when people who have a, a Gmail account hate on people who have Yahoo Mail and Hotmail. Dear Lord, don't get me started on this. It's like, oh, you don't have, you don't have a Gmail account? Come on, man. Oh, you're living in the Stone Age. You got a Hotmail account. Just stop. Stop. Gmail is provided by Google. Google is spying on you. They're taking your data. They're not paying you for it. Google's trash. We all know that. But, I mean, so, so is Microsoft and so is Yahoo. It's all just in the same fetid, rotting uh, dump of 21st century tech. That being said... We all need an email address, so don't hate on someone if they pick the wrong one. Just say, okay, you have a Hotmail account. That's fine. I'll send the email to your Hotmail account. I'm not going to shame you. Gmail is one. Hotmail is another. Who cares? 
Last but not least, we have the fall, or I should say the summer to fall clothing swap. If you're anything like me, you have a bunch of clothes in storage, and it's seasonal. So I recently just took a lot of my summer clothes out of the closet and out of the dresser, and I put a lot of my fall clothes in, and it's super cool to see what's been in storage for like the last six or seven months. Sweaters you forgot about, hoodies that you love but didn't get a chance to wear, so many t-shirts, socks. I have a lot of socks that I retire during the summer, and it just breathes new life into your wardrobe. It breathes new life into your closet. I appreciate going into that room more, and I actually look forward to getting dressed in the mornings now. It's getting a little stale at the end of the summer, but now I'm layering it up. I'm putting on stuff I haven't worn for a couple months. It feels good, and then I go outside and I feel prepared, and I know I've got the right fit for the right mood and the right temperature. So that was it. We're at 20 minutes. I devoted one minute to each subject. I hope you enjoyed that. This podcast is called 20 and 20. Hopefully I make some more. It's part of the New Experimental Hours podcast network, which is um, I just invented like literally 20 minutes ago. But if you enjoyed, let me know and I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.